guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. If you are on right now, you saw the title. We're going to be talking about how you can have a stable life. And if you're watching right now, I know you want to get to that. We will be answering that question here at the top of the hour at 12 noon. If you're watching the replay, though, you can actually go into the timestamp at the bottom, fast forward, and go right to it. But if you're watching live right now, we've got an awesome broadcast in store for you today. It's Friday, which means we are here with Family Chat, but we're also going to have our newest segment, Nailed It or Failed It. You know, the one that left you on such a cliffhanger last week. We'll see if Buddy does it to you again this week. Followed by a time of prayer, What's Right Elementary, where Marky and I, you know, get humbled in front of you. Followed by What's the Word with Pastor. It's going to be awesome. And hello, as you are hopping on, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hi to you. Also, because the person who helps us hit 100 comments first, the fastest, gets a gift card on us just because we love you. And as you're doing that, like the broadcast, share the broadcast, and sign up for notifications with us. So that way you never miss out on anything that's happening here on the Lunch Plus broadcast. Now it's my turn to talk. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a very great, you did a great job with that introduction. I'm just sitting here like, like I, I'm enjoying this. You know, I just get to like chill and hang out. You know, you do all the work. I, I'm just, I'm just having a good time. I'm just. I'm glad that as the plane was landing, you're like, it's my turn. <laughs> like I could just, feel, I could feel, feel like just joy rise up in me. I'm like she's doing such a good job, but I'm just like, I'm just here. You know, I'm just hanging out. Uh, Joni says happy Friday, Pastor Nicole on Fan both platforms. Fantabulous Friday Fantabulous. to you, Facebook family. Look at all those Fs. Johnny was big shock. Our first one on followed very shortly. Mm -hmm. by William. Um, Kevin says that Buddy is just a pretty fave, but I think that's supposed to be face. Yep, he said, oops, yep. face. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate it. We are super excited about Family Chat because, honestly, this is one of my favorite parts where we just get to hang out with you because, truly, you guys are a family to us and we love mm -hmm. hanging out with you. So let's put up our first question of the day and we want to hear your answers. What terrible movie do you like? Mm. Apparently we're just getting honest today, right out the gate. I really like this question. <laughs> this is such a good question. My favorite terrible movie, terrible movie. is The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I love I that, that movie. that was your answer. We've talked about this before. I'm so happy That is the it. greatest worst movie that I've ever seen. Seriously. Young Taylor Lautner, like baby mm -hmm. Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shark Boy. Oh man, that's such a, some dreams are so powerful, they become real. Like, it, <laughs> there's so much passion in it, so much horrible CGI. It's amazing. I love every second of that movie. I've never seen The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You must. <laughs> I, was, I was in college when that came out. William um, said, correct. <laughs> such a great movie. Rachel says High School Musical. So that is, like, for the list of movies that people know, mm -hmm. that's my answer, like, yeah. is High School Musical. Because uh, when I, I think I was, like, I don't know, a junior or a sophomore in high school when it came mm -hmm. out, so I knew it was cheesy. But it was, it made people like musicals again. So mm -hmm. I, I learned, like, the, we're all in this to get the dance and stuff. And it was, yeah. it was pretty exciting. Rachel and I have bonded over this. Just the other day, Serena and I were like, hey, it's on Disney Plus. Let's watch it. And so High School we, Musical? Yeah. And so <laughs> we started. We got, like, halfway through, like, their opening song. And we're like, 
this is awful. <laughs> like, this is so awkward to watch. I really like watching it and making fun of it. Like it's mm. one of my favorite, one of my favorite pastimes. Um, Pastor Uncle says none of the movies I like are terrible. That's why I like them. You know, um, it's good way to be confident. <laughs> William said literally all the Rodriguez family movies are so good at being awful. What are the Rodriguez family movies? I have no idea. Only movies that William knows. Uh, and then he says, also Spaceballs. <laughs> Johnny says, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm -hmm. Marky says, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Lizzie McGuire movie is a classic movie. Yep. And that's the movie that connected evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth and I there together. Like, awesome. we bonded over that movie. Um, hold Kevin, on. Kevin said, The Princess Bride. No. Best silly movie of all time. I no. Think, I think, I think he... <laughs> He's calling it silly. I don't think he's calling it terrible because The Princess Bride is not a terrible movie. I, yeah, I need some clarification. Um, are you saying like best funny movie? Because I'll give you that one, but it's not. It is a great, great movie. Chris Cugini, hello, welcome to the broadcast. I love you, man. Chris, Chris has uh, been doing a lot of awesome uh, stuff up in Pittsburgh area. Awesome, you know, evangelizing stuff. I, I've, I've watched some of his. Uh, his stuff and Chris you're doing an awesome job keep it up man it's good to see you amen Kevin says uh, blazing saddles I don't know what that one is I've heard of it hold on Rachel says she doesn't like Princess Bride what let's just skip that uh, okay Joey said Godzilla <laughs> now Godzilla which one in particular are we talking about the it's Godzilla like is that what you're talking about or are you talking about the, the new one newer ones which I mean I guess they're all kind of <gasps> crazy Ashley Melton, I love you. Ashley <laughs> Melton says, hey, y'all, love you, Barrett. I love you, Ashley. You are wonderful. Um, hold on, sorry. Mm. Kevin redeemed himself. He says that he was exchanging terrible with silliness. That, see, that's what I assumed. I, I didn't think Kevin was that far gone. I just needed a check. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> want any sort of questioning. <laughs> um... Uh, you said was, Pastor was, Oh, Luke said he likes Phineas and Ferb. If you think it's terrible, that's his answer. Oh, uh, I love Lukey. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb is amazing. William, why have you seen Austin Powers movies? <laughs> why have you watched those? <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. I only know, like, certain quotes from them, but I know nothing else. <laughs> so, okay, all-time favorite terrible movie. Again, this is... I. My terrible movies are a lot of them thanks to Evangelist Ted. Um, he and Carolyn and I have watched the movie Birdemic together, and it is, I, I started to introduce it to Buddy and Serena the other day. It, look it up. Look up the YouTube, like, preview for, like, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. It is terrible and one it's, of my favorite things to make fun of. It's interesting for sure. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Joni said the original and the second Godzilla remake. So like the recent one. They're making a, a Godzilla versus uh, King Kong movie. I've never seen Godzilla. Okay. I've never seen them. That's I'm funny. sorry, guys. Well, see, uh, a pa one of the pastors at my old church, he would say he doesn't like movies that have plots. <laughs> he just wants to watch it and see things happen. And that's essentially what Godzilla is. Just a big monster kind of going through and destroying things. And honestly, that's basically what Tenet is. Like, that's what I had <laughs> to accept with myself watching Tenet is, I don't understand well, the thing that's happening. It's see, just happening to me. Tenet, it's not that Tenet doesn't have a plot. It's that it has, <laughs> like, kind of a plot and then a thousand subplots. And then a <laughs> bunch of sounds that drown out what the plot mm. of the movie is. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good movie. It is. Like, it's but, super fun to watch, but you just have to basically take it. You just like. have to let it happen. 
And that's what movies need to be, right? Like, you just need to let it happen. Whoa, Deb, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is not a terrible movie. Deborah Ann, what? Guys, put it in the comments, because I'm convinced. Uh, if you've seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, is it a musical? Put it in the comments, yes or no? Because it, mm, it for sure no. is. How many no. musical numbers are in it? Because they're like a band. 80. But it, there's not 80. Okay, that was a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> At least seven. No. At least seven. <laughs> We're sitting there watching it and they're singing. Oh, look, they're singing again. Oh, look, they're singing again. Oh, look, they're singing again. Like they sing. Marky says it is. But Rachel says it's, the Deb says, says it's not. Deb says it's not. Johnny says it's not. You have to Natalie watch. says it's not. Okay, you guys are going to have to watch it again with the mindset of, is this a musical? And then whenever you see it, it opens with a song, and then there's another song, and then there's another song, and there's another song, and these are all original songs. It's not That's, a musical. That makes a musical. Kevin says it's not a musical. You have one person. It's Cash you Nicole and Marky. Says, no, it's not the count of songs <laughs> that matter. It's, it's what makes... What makes it a musical is if the musical advances yeah. the plot of the movie. That, yeah. Well, the plot was advanced <laughs> whenever they sang that song, you know, in the radio station, and it advanced the plot because they became popular But it's not like they musicians. were singing about the plot. They were performing as part of the plot, like, as they were singers. So it's not like their song's like, we're singing and we're going to get famous because we're si they just sang their song, and then they got, you know, through. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Deb says musicals imply characters are singing and dancing as a group, like everybody. So if they were singing, the whole radio station would have been singing and dancing. You mean like the guy in the radio station that was singing and tapping his foot? Or was dancing. he like singing and singing? He wasn't singing? singing, but he was like dancing and tapping his like foot. Like most people do when they joke. hear music. Yeah, that, that's what we're just saying. Anyway, thank you for joining us for Family Chat. This has been fun. I'm glad that Buddy has Marky because Buddy and Marky are going to do the next segment, which is Nailed It or Failed It, one of our favorites from last week. Get ready to watch Cats, and you're going to see a whole bunch of joy come out of Marky because of that. We're going to hand it over to him right now. What's up, guys? Welcome to... Hello. What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I just didn't want to sit here doing nothing, so <laughs> okay. I wanted to say hi. Welcome to Nailed It or Failed It. <laughs> this is a new segment that we have where we show you a, part of a, a small part of a clip where something potentially cool is going to happen, but we're going to cut it off before the potentially cool thing happens or doesn't happen, and then we have to determine whether they nailed it or failed it. Yes. And then we'll play the rest of the clip yep. and see if you are right. That's yep. essentially what this game is. Yep, so make sure you comment mm -hmm. and cast your vote. Yeah, so today is a special cat edition of Nailed It or Failed It. We're gonna see cats do cat-like things. It's a special category. 
I don't even want to finish this segment anymore. Wow, <laughs> William commented fast. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. That was a low B flat. <laughs> Hello. Wow, we haven't even started yet, and we're I already know. having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Nicole appreciated it. Thank you. All right, well, with that being said, let's start our first clip for today's Nailed It or Fanta Johnny I'm says, getting boo. Johnny says boo. Let's put our first clip up. Nailed it or failed it. All right, we got a cat on a boat. Looks like he's going to try to jump to the dock. And oh, All right. Nailed it or failed it? I'm going to say failed it. You're going to say failed it? That's you don't far. think you reached the dock? That was a it far was jump. It was really far. All right, guys, put it in the comments. Do you think the cat nailed it or failed it? Because that was... That, that was a long jump. It but cats was. are impressive jumpers. But it's jumping from a boat, and boats are slick. That's strange. I've done that move right there. Mm. I've done that exact thing. Wow. And I half fell in the water and half fell on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> it was so painful. That sounds painful. Uh, William said, I hope he fails. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Kevin said, splash. Johnny says, failed. Barrett says, nailed it. Wow, really pretty Luke, split. Luke says, nailed. Joni says, nailed. Um, Deb says cats are nimble and quick. All right, Margie, do you think he nailed it or failed it? Failed. You think he failed it? Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right, let's play the full clip. Did he nail it or fail it? <laughs> All right. Let's see this. And he nailed it. Oh. He made it. All the way Good to job. the Good job. That was impressive. Pastor Nicole said, mean, William. Eo <laughs> <laughs> didn't appreciate that either. William. All right. He nailed it for I sure. Did. That was actually impressive. Cats are, William said, what kind of reach? <laughs> Cats are impressive they for are. sure. That's why All I right. like them. All right, let's do our next one. Nailed it or failed it? Oh. All right. This cat is outside. You. It's, it's a Siamese. Ooh, sure. All right. That's a cat I used to have. Siamese. All right. The cat looks like he's trying to jump from one balcony to another balcony. Did he nail it or fail it? I'm going to say fail it. <laughs> Pastor Nicole said Luke's won, Luke won surprise for getting right. <laughs> you, you're, you're saying what? I'm going to say failed. Because, like, it's so rare to see these videos where they don't fail. So mm -hmm. I know yeah. we just watched one where they didn't, but yeah. I just feel like it's going to be f fail. <laughs> Kevin. I am Siamese, if you please. All right, we got some nailed. We got some failed. Luke agrees failed. Jo Joni says fail, 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 fail. We see a lot of fails and one nailed. Let's see. Did that cat nail it or fail it? Oh, it's a Siamese. And, oh. Oh, that was a bad fail. That was a bad fail. But it's a good oh, thing cats have nine. I left. saw its toes. Like, it was... <laughs> Like you can see all of his little toes that stretch so far. That was sad. That was so sad. Okay, the next one I'm hoping that I think it nailed it. Because so far I've said fail, fail. So the next one, it has to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's let's put the next one up. Tip says harsh or Barrett says what a harsh belly flop. Alright, we got another, another one boat. on a boat. Getting ready to jump to another boat. Whoa! Yeah. Look at that nailed cat! It or failed. Look it. at that thing. Like it's like just like a line. I oh know. my goodness. 
Cats have impressive jumping skills. I can say that for sure. Baird says failed. Um, George says, is there a good fail? It, noble failure. <laughs> okay. William said that fella is gone. It doesn't look like it, like where is it even going to land in that? Like I don't even, it looks like it's going to be a fail. But it was trying so hard, <laughs> doing so well in its launch, I'm going to vote for it and say nailed it. You're going to vote nailed it? Mm -hmm. uh, I see like a lot of nails and a lot of fails. Let's see what happens. Did the cat nail it or fail it? All right, let's see. Oh, 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 he was grabbing onto the rope. He almost made it, but now. See, what makes that one so sad is how much we all know cats hate water. Oh, that's true. Was, was that painful to watch? There's people there that can help it. They're not going to be like, well, that stinks for you. We just reached our 100th comment, William Aldridge. William Aldridge, congratulations, you're our 100th commenter of the day. So that means you get a gift card on us. To claim your gift card, just go to whatsright.com slash gift, and you can claim your gift card there. How awesome is that? So you're watching videos, playing a game, and earning money. That's what a blessing. Great. The Lord is good. All right, let's play our next one for Nailed It or Failed It. All right, we got a cat. It looks like he's trying to jump into the shower. <laughs> What kind of cat is that, Maggie? Um, it's a tiger. Sure. Yeah. All right, nailed it or failed it? Trying to jump. George says, not wise to grab a cat reaching out with claws out. Um, uh, I'm going to say failed. You're going to say failed? Because, like, what is it even going to step on? Like, the shower That's top true. is really small. We, oh, we're getting nailed it. Yeah, well, we're, we're a little overdue for a nailed it, right? All right, let's, let's play it. I'll, everyone's saying nailed it. <laughs> Two fails, so it's time to swing back, says Deb. <laughs> Did he nail it or fail it? Let's let's play the clip. Oh, oh. it looks like wait, oh. nope, nope. Ah, He's losing ah, it. Ah, He's losing ah, it. Ah, nope. Oh. He was so close. His little arm at the end. <laughs> His little arm holding on oh. the one. Oh my god. We're getting a lot of sympathy here. Oh well, he failed it. He almost nailed it. He was so close, but then it was like, it was like watching, <laughs> like a movie where he's like, it, it don't like let flipped. go. This was, that was um, a Lion King flashback. <laughs> I noticed people were much less sympathetic with the people on skateboards than with the gymnasts. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, we got one more got for one you. More. Let's put it up Ooh. real quick. Oh, we don't. Never mind. That was the last one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. For nailed it or failed it. <laughs> I thought we had one more. I guess we did. Thank you for joining I'm, us today. It's always left on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for nailed it or failed. Now we're going to be moving on to a time of prayer with Baird. We'll see you right there. those fails. It's time for prayer! <laughs> 
<laughs> we are so excited to be here with you for prayer. And here's the thing, when we're praying today, God has made us victors through Christ. When we are praying this morning, we are praying from a place of victory. God has made you a winner in your arena of life. What God has called you to, he is victory for you. And so as we pray today, we're going to pray from the position knowing that because Jesus overcame the world, as we abide in him, we overcome the world. As Jesus overcame, so we overcome. Put that in the comments. Say, I am an overcomer. Put that in the comments right now and let's pray from that place. We're going to wrap up prayer with a time of confession. But today, let's seek his face first. Father, we thank you that we are your victorious people. We thank you, God, that you are always leading us to triumph through Christ. We thank you, God, that no matter what a situation looks like, as we abide in you and yield to you, we win. We win. Lord, I thank you for victory coming to every viewer of this broadcast right now. In Jesus' name, every person under the sound of my voice, Lord, every viewer, their families, God, we just speak over them victory in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, right now as we pray, turn things that were difficult and make them easy. In Jesus' name, things that have been challenging, make them easy. Lord, as William is doing his schoolwork today, make his schoolwork easy. In Jesus' name, anoint minds. Yeah, anoint minds to do the things, to do the work that you have called them to do. Thank you, Lord. Anoint minds now. Just lay your hands on your own head and say, Jesus, anoint my mind to do the work you've called me to do. I thank you that I have wisdom. I thank you that I have revelation. I thank you that I have knowledge. I thank you that I have creative ideas. Lord, thank you for giving me understanding. Just say that. Lord, thank you for giving me understanding for how to walk in victory. Put that in the comments. God is giving me understanding for how to walk in his victory. Lord, thank you for it. Thank you, God, that our viewers walk in victory in a way that they have not walked before. I thank you, Lord, that our viewers right now, the partners of Lunch Plus, the partners of What's Right, they don't camp out in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. They walk through it in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for it. Let every person walk through the valley and onto your anointed place that you've called them to go. Lord, I thank you that they walk through the valley of the shadow of death and walk into the land of milk and honey in their life. I thank you that your promises come to pass quickly. Lord, as we are on the back half of this fast right now, Lord, I thank you that things manifest quickly. Let this be a year of manifestation of the harvest that they have been sowing into. Let them see you more clearly this year than they have ever seen you before. In the mighty name of Jesus, may it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's put up today's confessions. We're on six and seven. Confession number six, join your voice with mine. Say this with me. We keep increasing in wisdom 
and stature and favor with God and man. Not only do you increase in victory, you increase in your wisdom, in your maturity, and in your favor. And then confession number seven, those things that are becoming easy, here's why. Confession seven says, the struggle is over. Father, thank you that we do not struggle against anything. Things are easy and light as we abide with you. Father, we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, for your ease. Thank you, God, for your favor. Thank you, God, for anointing us to do the things you've called us to do. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for joining us for prayer now. We're going to hand it over to Buddy and me and Marky as we enter our most humbling of the segments. Will Marky and I pass elementary school today? You are our deciding factor, you and the Holy Ghost. Help us out as we hop into What's Right Elementary. What is up, everyone, and welcome to Vatsvrite Elementary. I don't know what I like that was. Transylvania accent. That uh, was nice. <laughs> that's, that's what that was, wasn't it? Sure. Vatsvrite <laughs> Elementary. All right. The, here's how this segment goes. Basically, what we're going to do is determine whether or not you or me or these guys would pass elementary school. I'm, I'm grouping us all yeah. together. I like that you put yourself in as the creator mm -hmm. of the questions. You're like, yeah. I wonder if I know them. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. being teammates with you through this. Yep. I don't I like ever feel too. in competition. It's just, we're, we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. We, it's true. It's true. So what we're, here's what we're going to do. We have five questions ranging from grade one to grade five. They're mm -hmm. all also in different... Um, Subjects. I forgot what the word was. Um, they're all different subjects. We got like language arts. We have spelling. We have history. We have science. We have all the stuff. And so we want to know, will you pass elementary school? When the questions come up, we want you to put your answers in the comments Please. as well. Make us. us smart. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we end up passing that grade because of you guys. True. That's true. That's Way to true. pay attention in school, guys. Good job. <laughs> So, so here, what we're going to do is the first person to give the answer. We're not going to raise hands. Okay. This is, this is going to be shout. a little crazy. Yeah. So the first person to give the correct answer is going to get a point. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Okay. So we're going to be starting off with first grade language arts. Yay! All right. So here is your question today okay. for okay. first grade language arts. What is the subject of this sentence? The children waited for the bus. This is first grade. 
we're off to a what great is, start. What is the subject? What's really exciting is that Marky and I have edited. Is it children? Pastor says children. I yeah. think it's children. Says children. It is indeed children, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give that point to Pastor. <laughs> and he's not even on the I was going to say children, and then he just helped give me the confidence. So, so right now, Pastor is winning. <laughs> I have this confidence. They all said, look at everyone said children. Good job, guys. Good job. Well done, everyone. Wow. Well done. Yeah, Great children start. was the subject yeah, of Yeah, because the, the children were waiting, not the bus. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if it was children or bus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, but, children. The bus was the focus of their attention. Yep. But mm -hmm. That's cool. But the subject was children. All right, well, we're doing so well right now <laughs> with sister. What's Right Elementary. Hi, Taylor. Oh. Uh, Taylor says, Grandma and I are watching. Hi, Grandma. Love you so much. Hi, buddies, Grandma. Hi. They say hi to you, Grandma, as well. I, I mean, you just said it. I didn't have to say it for you. Like, I feel like I'm on the phone, and they're like, tell her I said hi. <laughs> Barrett says hi. Can you do that the whole time? Every time I say something, just say, Marky said Mar this. Marky said this. <laughs> All right, well, now we're jumping into second grade. Will these guys pass second grade? You did so well grade. with first grade. <laughs> All right, we have second grade science. Okay. Here's the question oh, for today. Insects have three segments to their bodies. What are they? Their head, their torso, and their yeah, feet. I, I don't <laughs> know what that even means. I don't know, shell, wings, <laughs> What antenna. do you mean? All right, I will tell you, head is one of them. Hey, that was exciting. There's two others, though. <laughs> Uh, Ed, Pastor Nicole shoulders, says, knees, and toes. Pastor Nicole <laughs> says, hi, buddy, sister, and grandma. Uh, William says, hi, buddy, sister, or hi, gram hi Head, buddy's grandma. Abdomen. There it is. I was trying not Head. to cut buddy off, but I was going <laughs> to say that. And you're talking to people, so I just lost. I One saw point it for first. Barrett. I saw it first. I was trying to be polite, and Barrett's like, I'm done with this. I'm going in. How do you know you saw it first? Because you weren't waiting for Buddy to finish, or else you would have waited. You no, went I wouldn't in. I, no, I would not have. I, I, <laughs> I, I cut him. Yeah, I know, but like okay. you, I, I saw it, and no one was saying anything, and I was like, I'm gonna wait for Buddy and be polite, you have not manners. To cut off each other. That's nice. I'm just chilling here as you guys are like. <laughs> Having this little like, disputing the point family Thanksgiving <laughs> argument, and I'm just like here in the middle, like I don't know what to do. <laughs> Taylor said thorax. You got one of the three. All right. <laughs> so far, we're thorax not. We haven't like even passed second grade. Nope. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Let's just jump into third grade. It'll Justice. probably get better from here. Third grade history. On what day was the Declaration of Independence signed? Uh, July fourth. Yeah. Do you know the year? 1776. Yes! Do I get two points? No. Dang it. <laughs> Congratulations. Just Yay. July 4th. William said Thursday. William said Thursday. <laughs> Good job, Wilman. Was it actually Thursday? Thir Joni said Thursday, too. Was it a oh, Thursday? Oh, I thought they were Good. joking. They get real? Points. The viewers get points. Good job, Was guys. it really a Thursday? Probably. What's happening? I actually have no idea, but I got we got two Thursdays what? in a row. What in the world? The question what? was not what day of the week. But I'm really impressed that you guys know the day of the week that this was. <laughs> wow. It was wow. Thursday for real. Interesting. What's good about the comments is that William, when he was here in person, William was our lifeline. Yeah, like, he was. <laughs> Joni oh, said Joni. I was joking. Well, well done, Joni. Whoa. <laughs> you had a one in seven chance of, of getting it correct, and you Whoa. did. Kevin said, where was it signed? That's a whole other question. Um... Yeah, I was going to say Philadelphia. Yeah. For a second, I was like, Boston, but <laughs> Boston. Philadelphia. All right, well, let's jump into fourth grade since we're doing so well. 
Fourth grade in math. Order these fractions from greatest to least. One third, one sixth, one half, and one seventh. From greatest. Uh, it would be third, half, sixth, seventh? No. Half, no? third, sixth, seventh. Is that what yes. it is? Yeah. Good job. One half, one third, one sixth, and one seventh. Good job. Well done. Thanks. Marcus. Look, I'm winning. I've <laughs> never are. won this. And now, and now you're beating Pastor technically. Yep. <laughs> he's, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he's not. Really I mean, he's playing not playing, but no, we're Pastor still just going to say that. that. Was Philadelphia. Like, that's that true. Was, like, that's probably. <laughs> that's <next>. true. <laughs> Pastor's answering in the back. William got it right in the comments. All right, now we have one more question left. We're in fifth grade something. Sure. Fifth grade spelling. Spelling. All right, so you guys cannot look at the Kay. screen. Oh. Because you know it's gonna say spell oh. in the word that you're gonna have to spell. Okay. So guys, if you if you wanna do this without, uh, if you wanna give your answers, don't look at the screen. Um, but here's our spelling word of the day for fifth grade. Okay. Spell maneuver. M A N. Uh, M A N E U V R. Is it E? I think it's E U. Yeah. Yep, we, you were both correct, we were both and it was correct. pretty close. One of you was first. I just don't remember who. <laughs> Great job. So, uh, I'm winning. Guys, put so. in the comments because I I if was a I'm I'm being a, such a good host. If <laughs> but I wasn't paying attention. I don't know who was first. If we're if we're tied on that, I still won though. So it's That's okay. True. That's true. That's true. Marky, hey, Carolyn. Marky starts to, to be like a nice uh, a, a nice person, but she's being like shicey. She's like, you know this what? I don't it. care. This is Carolyn, I love you. I'm normally <laughs> more humble when I'm losing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you're, you weren't losing. That's, yeah. she's saying that's she's why like, I when she's humble. losing. <laughs> now, I understand now. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's Right <laughs> Elementary. And now we're going to be moving on to What's the Word with Pastor. We have an awesome word for you today. Today, Pastor Brian's going to be talking about how to have a stable life. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going to be amazing. We'll see you in just a second for the word. Welcome to What's the Word? Lord God, we're so excited to be with you today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, today, uh, we're going to be talking about how to have a stable life, how to have a life of stability so we're not uh, just moved everywhere. We're not jerked around by life, but we actually are stable in our life. Uh, throughout this week, we've already talked about, and you can go back and watch these broadcasts, how to get out of your head. A lot of times Christians are having trouble because they're so stuck in their logic and stuck in their thinking, and uh, they just stay in their head, and they never move from their head and their thinking into the moves of the Spirit, and God wants us to be there. That was on Monday. And then uh, we talked about on Tuesday uh, some more steps about stepping out of logic and into uh, the wisdom of God. And then on Wednesday, we talked about what is wisdom under 
understanding and knowledge. What are these things? What do they do for our lives? And yesterday we talked about this. We talked about how to build a full and stable life. It had to do with building. We gave you the building materials to build a full and stable life. And today we're talking about how to have a, that stable life. How can we have stability and stand strong no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, we can stand strong and stable and not be shaken and no storms can uh, move us out of our place. You can have it in Christ. That's what we're talking about right now. If you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the little bell, get the notifications, and please do this. Please do this. Go to whatsright.com and send us on the very first page. It'll say stay in the loop or keep me informed. Fill out that simple form that helps us keep in touch with you for anything that's special going on. So one of the things that we looked at, our key verse over this has been Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4. I did a series back in 2011 called Built, Established, and Filled. Also, I'd love for you to tell me, say, uh, who's watching right now? Where are you watching from? Put, put a comment uh, in there so I can see you. And uh, hello, hope you're having a great day. So in 2011, I did a series called Built, Established, and Filled. And I haven't really ministered on it since then, uh, but felt this week uh, the Lord wanted us to talk about this. This is such a huge topic, and we see what God wants to do in our lives. He gives us this verse, and let me, let me read you this verse. And I want you to realize as we're reading this, you're seeing the will of God for your life. You're seeing the will of God. And it says this, Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. By wisdom, a house is built. Let me read it in the Amplified. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, a family built. All of those things built. By understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation and by knowledge shall its chambers of every area of life be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Not just be filled, but be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. In other words, this is not just a little filling. This is an abundant filling. And this is not just a couple of things. This is great things. These are great and mighty things that God's filling it with. Now, let me give you an idea of this. I told this testimony the other day, but I want you to hear it again. So when I got this uh, message, it was in the, the last part of 2010, and when I was getting the message and getting revelation on it, I read, I read these verses, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, in 2011, the next year coming up, I want boomerang built established and filled. At that point, we had a building uh, that we could only get in on Sundays. We had to set up, tear down. It was just, it was a hassle. And then uh, we needed another building. And so in 2011, uh, the Lord gave us a building that we were in for six years. When we first moved in into it, we thought, my goodness, what are we going to do with all this space? Uh, it was ours. We had rented it, and uh, it was ours to have uh, control over. We didn't have to set up all the time. It was such a blessing. 
and uh, we were so happy to be there. But it was big, and everything we owned, literally, I could wrap my arms around it. <laughs> that was it. That was all we owned. Like a, we had a couple of small speakers. We had a laptop. Uh, we had some folding chairs. Well, I don't think we got the folding chairs till we got in that new building. So we didn't even have that. Uh, we had a a card table and a couple of those folding chairs and uh, so that was it we move into this building and all of a sudden the Lord by the end of that year he gave us so much stuff furniture trash cans plants uh, you know bookshelves chairs all of this stuff we had so much the building couldn't hold it he literally filled us with all precious and pleasant riches and that year we were established on the doctrines and the thoughts that would take us to where we are today we just turned 12 that year we turned uh, let's see, we had just turned two at the beginning of 2011. This year we just turned 12 as a church. And that what the Lord established us in, in that period of time, are the same things we're running on now. They led us to the things that have given us the fire of God, the anointing of God. And it was such a great year. He established us and he filled us. Now I want you to know, when he gave us that stuff, uh, he gave us the furniture and everything. Thing. This was not cheap stuff. This was big, precious, and pleasant stuff. This was higher dollar uh, furniture, high dollar uh, tables, high dollar chairs. This was not cheap stuff. And we were so pleased God had done exactly what he said he would do. He had done exactly what he was said to do. And how did he do it? He gave us a word. He had a promise in, in the Bible. We put faith on that word, and God brought the provision and brought it in the, in the past. He, he built us. He gave us a building. He, he established us in, in the spiritual structure, and he established us with people, and he filled us with all precious and pleasant riches. He did exactly what he said he would do. And so as we're looking at this, Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, God wants you built, established, and filled. And he does it through wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Looking at this again, the definition of wisdom, or to give you an idea of what it is, all of these, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, is based on the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of God. Right? If we will get the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, then we will get also with it the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the world. But we've got to start in God. And one of the things we looked at on, on uh, one day this week is that wisdom begins and ends in the Lord. Please put that in the comments right now. All wisdom, all true wisdom begins and ends in the Lord. All true wisdom begins and ends in the Lord. And so one of the things that we see about wisdom is wisdom is a skilled craft. It is something that is taught a skill, and it is applying the learned knowledge. So wisdom talks about the type of things that when we study the Word, when the Holy Spirit enlightens us, the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. He'll teach us all things. 
The Holy Spirit will teach us the things of wisdom. We grow in wisdom by putting ourselves in a position, by studying the Word, examining uh, the Scriptures daily, uh, by going after the Lord and making sure that we get wisdom and get understanding. We can actually grow in our wisdom because if we will make ourselves available, God will fill us. If we're hungry to grow in wisdom, you'll grow in it. And just put that in the comments. If I'm hungry for wisdom, God will fill me with it. Glory to God. If I'm hungry for wisdom, God will fill me with it. Amen. And then understanding speaks of, well, let me talk about knowledge first. Knowledge is facts or trivia or truth, particularly the knowledge of God and His Word. In other words, this is pretty simple. It's facts, trivia, or truth about God and His Word. And I want to I point back to Matthew 6.33. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these physical things will be given to you is what the context of it shows. Well, that is not just about physical things. That's also about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Seek His wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the kingdom through about God first, and He'll give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the world. So a lot of times people are trying to get the world stuff first, but they really need to start where the beginning of wisdom is, and that's the fear of the Lord, or an extreme reverence for God. And so, wisdom is a skilled or learned or taught uh, subject. Knowledge are facts and trivia or truths about God. Understanding is a mental separation, being able to discern, uh, you know, an understanding to discern or to separate, this is, this is right, this is wrong, this is a yes, this is no, this is what I need to do, this is what I don't need to do. It's a discernment. It's also seeing uh, the truth uh, from the lie. It's discernment, spiritual discernment. Understanding speaks to this, not only discernment, but revelation. Revelation. Understanding is a supernatural revelation and discernment that is beyond what you've been taught. Understanding, and this is going to be a key for today, understanding is a supernatural revelation or discernment or being able to separate uh, things beyond what you've been taught. In other words, this is not coming out of your learning. This is coming out of the Holy Ghost showing it to you, speaking it to you. And so this is understanding. Remember... The command, as soon as God writes uh, Proverbs 24, as soon as God writes Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, that makes you and I responsible. Uh, God's saying, this is out there for you, and I want you to get it. So for us to sit still in our spiritual life and not get wisdom and get understanding like another verse says and get the knowledge of God is for us to be lazy and irresponsible. As Christians, we should see it as this, God has made this available. I have potential to go after it. And because of that, I'm not going to bury my potential like I'm burying my talents. I'm going after the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, the, the knowledge of God. 
And guess what's going to happen? God's going to fill you. So yesterday we talked about being built, and today we want to talk about uh, building a stable life or having a life of stability, and that is found in understanding. Uh, and just write this in the comments. A life of stability is found in understanding. A life of stability is found in understanding. Thank you, Lord. Uh, if you would, uh, look for the scripture that says righteousness is our firm foundation. Righteousness is our foundation. It's in the Old Testament. And uh, I have it somewhere, but I don't remember it right off. But what you'll see is this. I'm just When I call for it, give it to me, please. So one of the things that you will see is that this. Relationship will produce understanding and understanding will produce fruit. A relationship with God will produce understanding. So if you understand that understanding is a supernatural revelation or a supernatural discernment outside of what you have learned, then you'll see that in order to get this supernatural revelation or understanding, we have to have a connection to a supernatural source. Understanding is something that comes through relationship. Actually, all wisdom, understanding, and knowledge all comes through fellowship with God. That's what we were discussing on day one and two of this week, a lot of, and how to get into that fellowship so that you could hear those things. But relationship is what's going to be your source, that in intimacy with God, that our spirit connecting with the Holy Spirit, that intimacy with the Father through the Holy Spirit, through with Jesus uh, through the Holy Spirit, that intimacy is how all of these things are going to come. But specifically, that consistent intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit is where our uh, discernment is going to come, where our understanding and revelation is going to come is through that. In other words, he's going to tell us things. He's going to talk to us about things that we don't know. Uh, let me give you an example of this. Uh, years ago, I was sitting, uh, I was actually getting ready for the day. I forget what day of the week it was, but I was getting ready for the day. And while I was getting ready, the Holy Spirit said something to me. Now, this was supernatural understanding. It was based, I was sitting there praying in the Holy Ghost, just praying, thank you, Lord. And I was just praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, what was I in? I was in that intimate fellowship with God. All of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, this person is going to have this problem and, uh, you know, and basically he laid out, this person is going to have a problem and here's what it is. And so I said, okay, well, what do I need to do about that? He said, nothing, just pray in the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, ask me for provision to handle it and pray in the Holy Ghost. And that's it. That's all he gave to me. And so immediately I just started praying in the Holy Spirit. I prayed until I felt like I was done praying about it. I had a peace on it and I didn't think another thing about it. 
Well, two weeks later, that exact situation arose. He, uh, the, the person that he had told me had that exact problem, and the truth is that problem could have completely derailed the church because of our size, uh, because of uh, what the problem was and, and everything. It could have derailed the church. But what happened uh, was nothing. Actually, after about a 30-minute conversation, instead of derailing, the whole strength and foundation of the church went up. It actually established some things in the ministry that set our foundation stronger than ever before. And if you look at that in Proverbs 24 and verse 3, it says that understanding will establish you. And the way that it establishes you is it will bring about a discernment and it will bring about revelation that you don't know, and, and you don't know it because you haven't been taught. I hadn't been taught about that exact issue, but I needed to know it so I could pray about it. And I want you to see this so that where I could have wavered in that attack, the revelation and praying in the Holy Ghost gave me strength. And now it was solid. He established me. So even though a storm came, I had extra strength in the building. I had extra strength in the building. And so how does he do that? When we will give ourselves to intimate fellowship, he will give us understanding and understanding, and I just wrote out five things there can be more. I'm going to give you five uh, things that understanding can give you. Revelation, rhema, discernment, word of wisdom, and word of knowledge. Now, Revelation, five things that understanding will give you that will help to establish you. Revelation, rhema, discernment, word of wisdom, and word of knowledge. And what you see here is that revelation is uh, when a couple of things. Revelation is when you're reading the word and he, and he reveals what it's talking about. In other words, you have a revelation of what scripture says. It also can be a revelation uh, of something that you didn't know in any form. Now, some of these others will cover that as well, like word of wisdom, word of knowledge. But what he'll give you is he'll give you a revelation where something uh, becomes real to you. A scripture becomes real to you. I can remember when scriptures, I'd be reading them, and I've read them a hundred times, but all of a sudden I read them that hundred and first, first time, and all of a sudden I get it. It becomes real. That also kind of dips into what rhema is, and rhema is a right now word that comes to you. Rhema is a Greek word for, and you'll see this when Jesus says, man shall not live in Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word he's actually saying there is rhema. In other words, the right now word. And then he goes right ahead of that, right after that, and he actually shows us by example exactly what he's talking about. The devil tempts him. And then the Holy Ghost brings him a right now scripture to beat that temptation of the devil. It happens three times. He gives them the exact scripture. And so that's what will happen. You'll be going through something and in the middle of it, a scripture will come to you. That scripture or a word is rhema. Uh, and that word will sustain you. I've never seen, never have I seen a scripture 
that was given as rhema or a word from God that's given from rhema that when a person was in a battle and they applied it correctly, that it didn't work. I've never seen it. And this is a supernatural revelation where God makes it real to you right there in that moment. And it's like it's yours. One time, Nicole and I had a situation where we were, you know, putting our faith, all of our eggs in our faith basket, and uh, we were believing God. The Lord gave us a word. Now, it wasn't a direct scripture, but it was a word basically saying, I will take care of you, and I will provide for you. And that was our rhema. That was, that was just as much a word because it came from God. If God speaks it, it's carrying power. This one was very... Uh, uh, very much given to just us for that exact moment. And it gave us the strength and the provision as we stood on that. God came through. It was a, a supernatural provision miracle what he did for us. It was beautiful. All right. So rhema also is the word in Romans 10, 17. Uh, Romans 10, 17, where it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That word there is rhema. So when you have an alive word, a scripture that comes alive in you, like when you're in the middle of a situation, pay attention to that, confess it, stand on it, and this will bring a stability to your life. Remember uh, in the boat when Peter walked, watch this, how stable is water to a man that's standing on it. Completely unstable. They're going to sink unless you have a word that's a rhema word from God that's an understanding because Jesus and Peter were in relationship. Jesus said, always said, one word from God, come. And immediately his feet had stability on the water. Understanding will bring you a stable foundation, but it comes through intimate fellowship with God. So the five things, again, revelation where the word becomes real, rhema, the right now word that comes to you, discernment, you will know what's right and wrong. You will see and be able to separate issues. It's kind of like where the word says uh, will divide as far as the, you know, from the soul and spirit. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, the discernment, understanding of God will give you discernment and be able to divide even the things that are most intricately combined, you'll be able to see the difference in. This is understanding. And so you have to get wisdom, get understanding, get knowledge about God. But as we get it, you'll be able to see how, how valuable would it be that you're standing in front of somebody and they're, and they're point blank telling you a lie and the Holy Ghost says, that's not the truth. If all of a sudden you, and I've had the Lord do that to me multiple times where I knew what was happening in a situation. The person's trying to sell it to me, but I knew what was actually happening. And uh, how important is it for us to have that kind of discernment? Discernment is not just that. It's also seeing in the spirit realm. It's seeing spiritual things. It's having knowledge about spiritual things that you couldn't have known. 
You couldn't have known any other way, but you know it by spiritual and a supernatural understanding. And then that'll set up a foundation and that'll set up an area for your life to not be shifting all the time, but to be stable. I have found so much that God will give me the stability when everybody else around me is shaken. If I will stay in intimate fellowship with him, he will show me his stability. Now, here's another thing that um, understanding will give you, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And the word of wisdom is basically this. God will give you supernatural wisdom. Amen, Nadia. She said, glory to the Lord. God will give you supernatural wisdom, and you will know how to do things that you didn't know by learning them through teaching, through school. You'll know how to do things. Uh, my mom was just telling me a story the other day, and uh, it was funny. She was saying, uh, she might be watching today. She was telling me a story, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. She was, it was at a period of time in her life uh, where she didn't have a lot of finances, didn't have a lot uh, in the bank account. And she dropped a bottle into uh, the commode and that bottle went and it actually was going to get lodged and jam up the whole plumbing system. And she thought, Lord, I do not have money. I don't have money uh, to get this fixed. I don't have any money to get this fixed. And right in that moment, God gave her a word of wisdom. She said, Lord, I'm just asking you for wisdom. Through that fellowship with the Lord, God gave her a word of wisdom and an understanding of what to do. It was supernatural. She didn't have any plumbing background or anything like that. And, and she didn't even really know why this would work. It was, this was amazing. And so the Lord said, I want you to dip the water out of the commode. And so she, she started dipping the water out of the commode. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it got down to the point where she had no cup that was small enough to dip any more water out of that commode. And the Lord spoke to her and said this, take the, take the bottle cap from the shampoo and dip the rest of the water. And as she dipped that water out, that bottle actually fell back into the bottom and she was able to remove it. Had no plumbing bill or anything. This is how, so in other words, her life wasn't shaken up by some random bill. Now that she's going to have to find the money, it, her life was stable in the provision and the understanding of God. All right, so I'll tell my mom, thank you for sharing that story with me. She said, I got leading to tell you this story. There you go. There, there's why. Now, the word of knowledge is that you know about something supernaturally. I've had, um, like, for example, the word of knowledge that I had about that situation in the church years ago. God gave me a word of knowledge that I didn't know. I've had a word of knowledge before where I have seen uh, what was attacking a person, that they had gone through something. I had knowledge about things I didn't know. There was one time there was a, a person at the church, and they were new there, and I prayed over them. And as soon as I prayed over them, I saw a specific scene uh, I, I, I saw a specific scene from their childhood. And as I described it, it helped them to heal and to trust that the Lord was moving on their behalf. In other words, it's knowledge I shouldn't have any other way. All of these, revelation, rhema, the right now word, discernment, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all of these 
come from the Holy Ghost fellowship, and it is understanding that we don't have any other way. And when we have understanding, we will know things uh, that we shouldn't know, know things that we haven't learned, know things that we haven't been taught. And God wants to not only teach us things, but he wants to share with you things that you have no way of knowing unless he spoke them to you. His heart is for you. He wants to give these things. How many people, put a hands up in the comment, if you would like to know more things than you've known in the past, if you would like supernatural revelation and understanding to come into your life, and you, you would like to uh, see these things come to pass, and you would like to supernaturally know these things on a regular basis, if that's you, put a hand up in the comment. I want to see these things. I want to know these things. I want to be walking in these things. Amen. All right, now, so our comfort and our God is the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about something real quick about what establishing and what understanding does. I want to talk to you about this. When you look at the word establishing and the stable life that we're talking about, it's defined, and you can see some of its definition, by the way that a builder would define a need to build a wall or the way that a builder would say that life is a square or that that wall is square. They would say that it's plumb. Now, a plumb line is where you would actually take a string with a weight at the end and you would hold it, and that string is going to give us a straight line, straight down in gravity, and it will show you. So if I took a, a plumb line and I attached it to the corner of a house and it fell, if that plumb line didn't follow the exact line of the wall, then I would know that that wall was not plumb, that that wall was not square. And I want you to see this. And I mentioned this the other day. Understanding will establish us. Understanding will establish us, or in other words, understanding from God will keep our lives plumb. Understanding from God will keep our lives standing straight up standing exactly where it needs to be. Understanding from God will help us to see the things that we don't know otherwise. It'll help us to see the things that we might be missing. It will help us to see the things that we can't see. And it comes through fellowship with the Holy Ghost. But it's talking about keeping these things up and down straight. Now think about this. If I have a building that I have built and it's leaning, it already has a physical force applied to it in that direction. So if a strong wind came this way, the odds of this wall being pushed over are very strong. But if that wall is standing straight up and a wind pushes, that wall has a much better chance of not being shaken and of continuing to stand no matter what, the, what, what storms come. Jesus gave us the parable of the house built on a rock. Well, when we build our house on the understanding of this word, it will give us a firm and a stable foundation. Uh, what's the verse for righteousness? Psalm 89, 14. Let's look at that real quick. Psalm 89, 14. 
what you see in Psalm 89, 14 is this, is that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. In other words, righteousness or righteous living or living by the word or living by also the understanding will set our lives straight up and they will not be easy to push over. We won't be blown around by every wind of doctrine. But righteousness, living righteously, it will set our lives along the plumb line. So righteousness is the plumb line. In other words, anytime, and let me just give you this check. Anytime you think you have a, a supernatural understanding from the Holy Ghost... If it does not line up with the plumb line of God's word, the righteousness, it's not from God. If you ever get a supernatural revelation and it doesn't line up with the plumb line of God's righteousness, it is not from the Lord. And so what you want to see is that God's uh, supernatural understanding will keep us, not only will it be straight, but it will keep us straight. Right? And watch this. I wrote this down. Earthly logic tends to go after the right now. Earthly logic tends to go after the right now. In other words, if we're building a wall up, imagine like building one brick at a time, and we're moved by earthly logic, and earthly logic and the flesh wants to go after right now, we'll start leaning towards the right now. And, and so our wall will be crooked and our strength, the strength of our building, the strength of our house will fail. But if we will go after a godly establishment and godly understanding, then that wall will constantly be built straight up and the winds can blow and, and the rain can fall and the storms can come, but we will not fall. And there won't be a great fall. There won't be a great destruction of our lives. We will know that because we're going after the Lord, it will be established. It will be our foundation. Amen. If you want that kind of life, uh, put an Amen in the comments. I want a firm foundation. I want a plumb life. I want a life that stands straight up, that doesn't have bends in it, right? Now, here's what I want you to see. I want you to see something. Before there ever was the printed word, the Holy Spirit gave men that they, they couldn't have just through teaching, but gave men a supernatural revelation and a supernatural understanding. And this Bible doesn't just represent what we know, but originally it was a supernatural understanding that gives us the foundation that establishes us. It gives us a supernatural revelation, supernatural rhema, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment, discerning of spirits. It gives us supernatural understanding that will keep our life straight. And our lives, when we build our lives and give, give ourselves to the Lord for Him to build it, and our lives are not pulled by the world left and right, but our lives are pulled straight up because we made God and His Word a foundation, God will show us exactly how to build a life that will not fail. Amen. Now, here's the other thing that I want you to see. I want, you to, get, I want to give you a scenario. 
And this is one of my favorite parts about understanding, and this should change everything in your life. Okay, now, imagine this. Imagine that you're building a house, and if you know anything about construction, uh, you actually have a, uh, you have building codes. Those building codes are set so that the normal uh, wear and tear and gravity and storms in that region uh, the normal things that happen, your house will not fail in the middle of them. Uh, if you're in a earthquake region, they will have building codes that are built uh, with higher codes uh, than they will be in other places because that place is prone to that. If you're in flood areas, you'll have different building codes. But let's say that you're building a house and you build it according to normal building codes. But let's say uh, that... The Holy Spirit tells you as you're building the house, he gives you supernatural understanding because you're in relationship with him, you're in fellowship with him uh, that Jesus made available when he sent the Holy Ghost. So we have this relationship with God. Jesus opened the door. The Holy Spirit helps to facilitate and grow us and teach us those things. And all of a sudden you're building this house. Let's say it's a physical house. And in the middle of building that house, the Holy Spirit says, you know, when you're building these walls, I want you to put a brace in there. I want you to put an extra brace. And we would say, well, that's not required by the codes. But he says, I know it's not required, but I'm giving you understanding. And all of a sudden, you, go, you say, yes, sir, I hear you. I, because of my relationship with you, I trust you. I know that understanding will establish me. I know that understanding will keep my life stable. I know uh, that understanding, supernatural understanding helps me. And I don't know the reason why right now, but I know that you told me this. I'm going to put those things in there. And so you put in those extra braces to hold those walls up. Now, let's say that five years from now, there comes a storm that comes over the area and over the region, and it blows down everybody's house, but yours stands. And the reason is because they had those extra uh, stability, those extra supports in there that nobody else had because they didn't walk in supernatural understanding. See, that's exactly what happened to me when I had that story about the church where I was actually sitting there and God showed me what was coming and how to support it in prayer before it got there, even though I had no idea it was coming before that moment. He showed me exactly. This is what understanding will do. So now let's read this scripture again and let you look at it. And it, and it says, um, Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, through skillful in the Amplified, through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, and a family built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. By understanding, it is established, it is stable, it is founded on a good foundation. It's sound. No matter, I want you to see this. God is not saying, but sometimes it'll shake. He's giving us the indication if we will give ourselves to wisdom and understanding, it will never shake. 
It will never shake. <laughs> it will never shake. And just put that in, in the comments. If I will put it right now in the comments, if I will get wisdom, just put understanding. If I will get God's understanding, my life will never shake. Make that confession over yourself right now. If I will get God's understanding, my life will never shake. But you see, people that don't walk in an intimate fellowship, they can't hear these stable words. People that don't walk on a regular basis in, in an intimate fellowship with God, they can't hear these stable words, these, this understanding of stability. They can't have it. Glory to God. Praise God. Look at this verse that Buddy just put up, Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Amen. Great verse, buddy. Thank you for putting that up. I will not be shaken. But what's the key? What did, what did that verse just say? Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord continually before me. I will seek him first, his righteousness, and, and all these things will be added to me. I will have him always at my right hand. What does that mean? That means I'm in continual fellowship with him. Day and night, night and day, 24-7, he is with me. I'm constantly, I'm praying without ceasing, right? I'm worshiping him. I'm giving him all of the glory. We've got to walk in a fellowship, and in that fellowship, the words of understanding, the words of stability, the words of that foundation will come. Glory to God. All right, now let's look at that fellowship and that understanding real quick. Um, let's see here. I'm going to share, I'm going to wait on that until tomorrow talking about the fellowship. Uh, we'll see when I share that. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the knowledge, talking about how to be full and filled with all precious and pleasant things, how to be full and filled with the best, how your life can be filled with the best. That's what we're talking about tomorrow. But one of the things I want to show you is this. The Holy Ghost is the main uh, character that we interact with in our lives that will bring us this supernatural understanding. And I want you to see this. Let's look at uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 4 through 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8. What we want is a stable foundation for our life. What we want is a firm, a stable life, and we get that through understanding of God. God will give us supernatural revelation, supernatural words to give us the stability for storms that we don't even know are happening. One thing I wanted to tell you about that is this. When, when the storm hits... When a storm hits everybody, but you're sitting in your house that God built, it's standing because he gave you understanding and he kept your walls straight. And it's filled with all precious and pleasant riches. You have no need, uh, you have no lack. You, you're sitting there in the warmth, in the comfort, and the world is filling the storm because their lack of understanding has called their caused their houses to blow down. The one house standing in the middle of it will be the light. God wants to distinguish you. Listen, God wants to distinguish you. 
God wants to set you apart. God wants to show the world you know what you're talking about, and the reason you know is because you know about God. You know His ways. You know His things. He wants to set you apart. He wants you to be distinguished, and I want you to see this. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8, the Holy Spirit will bring us that understanding. And, it, and see, when that happens, what can we do? We can say, come into this house that God built. I have plenty to share with you. God is so good. He's the one that kept me from this storm. He's the one that'll keep you from this storm. He's the one that'll field your house. Yeah, your house might have been blown down in this storm, but we will build it back together. I'll show you what to do. I'll show you the goodness of God, and God will give you understanding, and he'll give you wisdom on how to build it, and he'll give you the filling just like he gave to me because he's not a respecter of persons. He loves you, and I'm so glad that he was able to save me so I could help save you in this moment. This is our job as Christians. This is our occupation. We are ambassadors of Christ, and God uses the distinguishing from the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. God uses that distinguishing to set us apart, and that captures the attention of the hungry. It captures the attention. And just know that when the world, you know, goes to hell in a handbasket, when things fall apart, those people that aren't hungry now, they will be hungry then. And so our lives need to be full and filled. Get that in your spirit. Get it inside of you right now. My life needs to be full and filled to be distinguished. Not just so you can have stuff, but God wants to give you that distinguishing. He wants to give you his glory, right? If you look at uh, Exodus chapter 11, Exodus chapter 11 and verse 6 and 7. Uh, Ted Jr. was talking about this the other day, and uh, I've really meditated on it since, there, since then as well. Exodus 11, verse 6 and 7. And I want you to see, he's talking about Egypt and God's people, the people of Egypt and the people of God. Of God. He says, moreover, there shall be a great cry in all the land of Egypt, such as has not been before and such as shall never be again. But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark. Even the dogs will not be bothered. He says, whether against man or beast, so that you may understand, <laughs> understanding how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. See, God's heart is to own his people. I want to set a distinction. Go to another verse, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 through 3. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. you know, I want you, let me just, before we read any further, remind you of Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. And then he goes on to say, and my plans have no calamity in it. See, as when we've listened to the wisdom and the understanding of the world, we've accepted that some days we might have some storms and, we, and it'll blow us a, apart a little bit, but we'll come back. That's a lie. He says, I've got no calamity. I've got no calamity. I want to put my glory on you. I want to put my glory on you. 
He says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people's, but the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Not just appear upon pastor, not just appear upon me, appear upon you, all of His people. He's already done it once in the land of Egypt. Darkness was over the face of the earth, but light shone in Goshen. The light of the Lord was there. There was, no, there was no darkness over God's people. The glory of God was over His people. He wants to give you His glory. Not just me, every believer, every believer can take part by faith with His glory. And then He says this, and watch this, nations or all the people groups will come to your light and kings, kings, rulers, to the brightness of your rising. What does that mean? They're coming to you because you stand out. You're, they're coming to you because the, it, the situation has obviously set you apart. You have been distinguished. God wants to take understanding through a fellowship with God and show you things that you weren't taught, show you things that you haven't learned, give you a stability in His righteousness to stand you up straight and hold you no matter what storm comes. No matter, no matter what storm. And just put this in the comments now. I will stand strong and tall no matter what storm comes. Make that yours today. You're going to stand strong and tall no matter what storm comes. You know, no matter what storm comes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8, gathering them together. Remember, how does understanding come? Through intimate fellowship with God. And, and who is the agent, who's the person of God that brings this understanding to us? The Holy Spirit. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time that you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? Now I want you to see something. They got in their own head about their own house. And, and Jesus corrects them. He, he was saying, stop worrying about your house. You build my house, I'll build your house. All right. And then he says, it's not for you to know the times or the epochs uh, which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. The Holy Ghost will make you a witness. The Holy Spirit will set you apart. And part of the way that He'll set you apart is He'll give you things you haven't learned. He'll give you understanding, supernatural revelation, rhema, discernment, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. He'll show you how to put put in support for your life. He'll show you things that are coming up. You might not even know what you're doing, but you're being obedient and because you're in relationship with Him. And watch this, Isaiah 40, 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. 
They will mount up with wings like eagle. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. You know, notice it doesn't say, and sometimes they'll get tired, but they'll recover. Sometimes they'll get weary, but they'll be all right. No, he says those that wait upon the Lord, and that waiting there is a hope on the Lord and a, and a serving and ministering to the Lord. In other words, what is it all going back to? As we get into that fellowship with God, the Holy Spirit and our spirit communing, and, we are, and that fellowship with God is spirit-led. We'll try to talk about this more tomorrow or Monday, uh, or excuse me, tomorrow Saturday. We'll talk about this more on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, that fellowship is spirit-led uh, prayer, spirit-led word, and spirit-led worship. And as we get there and we just wait on the Lord. You know, last night I just felt to go in my office and pray. And so I just waited on the Lord. What was the purpose of my prayer? I don't know every purpose of my prayer. What was I doing there? Lord, I'm just waiting on you. I'm ministering to you. I praise you. I worship you. I'm just entering into that fellowship. And he, and he gave me a couple of things that I needed to know. He showed me a couple of things to do. What was I doing? I'm just waiting on him. Lord, I just worship you. I praise you. I give you the glory and the honor. Thank you. If you tell me to open my word and read somewhere, I'm going to open it. And I'm going to believe you that you're going to give me revelation. You're going to show me a scripture. You're going to open it up to me and you're going to give me what I need. As we give ourselves to fellowship with God, as we give ourselves to fellowship, he will give us wisdom. He'll give us understanding and knowledge. And as we do that, especially with the understanding, he will show us the structure and support and how to keep our life standing straight up. And when everybody else is feeling the effects, no calamity will come near you. You will not be shaken. Your life will be standing uh, strong and tall and blessed with the stability of God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. I just want to pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, bring your stability and your foundation now. Thank you, Father, for as you open up these relationships in our lives, as you open up these relationships, Lord, that the people of God will become stronger and more stable than they've ever been. Father, open up the lines of understanding. Yeah, glory to God. Father, open up the lines of understanding. Thank you, Lord. Open up the lines of understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Open up the lines of understanding to your people. Just if you receive that, say, Lord, I receive the lines of understanding being opened in my life. I receive the lines of understanding being opened in my life right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for opening up. Thank you, Lord, for showing us ways to open up our fellowship to you more than we ever had. And through that, the understanding lines will be open. Lord, thank you for opening up fellowship with you more than we ever have had it before. Thank you, Lord, for it being more and more intimate. And Lord, through it, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge flow. Glory to God. See, if you can imagine that, our fellowship opens up a pipeline. And as we fellowship with God, his wisdom, understanding, and knowledge pours into our life. And that wisdom, understanding, and knowledge fills us and overflows our life. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you. I'll just say this today as we wrap up. Uh, you know, if we sow this broadcast into the world uh, for free, we want to get the good news out. If you want to be a part of getting that good news out, you can sow. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount following, or you can go to giveww.org and you can give one time, or you can partner with us and give on a recurring basis in that well. We desire your partnership, but not just your partnership in finances. We also desire your partnership of prayer. Pray for us. Pray for us in the Holy Ghost that we will see and know the things that we need. But also this, what we were just talking about, that the lines of fellowship would be opened. Many people have the lines of fellowship open when it comes to knowledge and preaching and teaching. They're ready to receive that. But they have the lines of fellowship closed when it comes to sowing. They, they'll block. They'll say, well, he, he would never want me to give that much or I don't want to give to that. But the Bible teaches us that when we receive something, then we should sow into that. When we're blessed, then we should, we should sow into that. He says those, uh, the Bible talks about those who uh, share with us, we should share with them uh, materially in that way. If you'd like to do that, you can do that on Facebook, hashtag donate followed by the amount, and then go to giveww.org. You definitely don't have to. We're sowing it into you. But if you'd like to, I know that the Lord shares that on people's heart and says, you need to sow today. And if that's you, then make sure that you're obedient and you keep those lines open. Thank you, Kevin, for that donation. I, I praise God. And right now, I just want to pray over everybody that is sowing. Lord, right now, let every seed... Let me just say this. The Lord's been leading me to pray this. Father, your word says that if we purpose in our heart to be cheerful and abounding sowers, then it will be, you'll give us seed and we will have a supernatural abundant harvest. Father, I ask that you would take the sowing that people give today, that you would take the cheerfulness and aboundingness to give in their hearts and multiply their harvest by that. Multiply it by that, Lord. Let us continually grow in our cheerfulness and the abounding nature of the seeds that we plant. Lord, let us continually not just be satisfied with where we have been, but let us grow in our cheerfulness and the abounding nature with which we purpose in our heart to sow. And Lord, I ask right now today that every person, that their seed would be multiplied by their abounding cheerfulness to give in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, what I find is if people are actually uh, cheerful and abounding, they very much like that word. But if they're not cheerful and abounding, they don't like that prayer. And uh, so, but that's why I'm praying it, because it encourages us to actually change our heart. Because if we will change our heart, our harvest will grow and we won't set still. We will increase. So, Father, right now, let there be a supernatural harvest based off of the seed sown. Let them be now. Let them be quick and let them be multiplied exponentially by your supernatural power. And Lord, let 100% of everything that, of that harvest you want to have uh, come into their hands. Let 100% of it come on into their hands. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it and we praise you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you so much for being with us today. On Monday, I will talk about our house and our life being filled with the 
goodness of God, all of the riches and the goodness of God, and uh, I mean completely full. Thank you for that, Joni. I see that. We praise God for you. And let that seed be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over into your life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just worship you and we praise you. Open up the lines of fellowship and understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. Hey, guys. So that was Lunch Plus. Did you receive today? Put in the comments if you did. Put some hands up. God is good. And he is a poorer outer of himself on the people who look to receive from him. God pours himself out. And I'm so thankful that you were here to receive from him. God is so good. And we thank you. I, I still see seed coming in. Thank you for partnering with what we're doing. God is able and he is faithful. God is able and faithful. As you're sowing, we just want, we thank you for that seed. We declare it blessed in Jesus' name. As it's still coming in, we just thank you so much. And make sure that you don't miss next Monday. We're not done with this series. Have you already felt the Lord just expanding your mind and helping you to understand things in a brand new way? Me too. It's going to keep happening on Monday. We're going to be learning about how our life can be filled with the good things of God. Not just little, big filled. Not little Holy Ghost, big Holy Ghost. We're going to have big filling things happening on Monday. Make sure you join us at 1130. And if you are looking for a church to attend this Sunday, we would like to invite you to be a part of our worship service here at Boomerang Church. We start at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, and we want you to be a part of what God is doing here in Stanley County. So come be a part, and we'll see you on Sunday. If we don't see you Sunday, see you Monday, 11.30 a.m. here on Lunch Plus. We love you.